Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Kelsey Show. I'm Dr. Kelsey, and this is my show. I need a better intro and a less awkward intro. I'm going to work on that. Um, intros and outros are never my strong suit. I get really hyped out about everything in the middle, but introducing and outroducing, I'm not so good at. Um, so yeah, and today is no exception. So today we're talking about training around your menstrual cycle. And if this information, I'm going to start this off by saying if this information comes off dry, I'm really sorry, but it's like, I'm so passionate about this stuff that when I start talking about it, like, I don't think it's dry because I freaking love it. But I really hope that the people listening are listening to it and can feed off of my energy and get amped up too. Um, so we can kind of go ahead and dive in here, but just keep that in mind. Uh, I actually went down this rabbit hole during the quarantine and during the pandemic. So, uh, you know, while everyone was inside and, you know, get togethers were, you know, we were all kind of holding off on that. Um, I really just, I went down this rabbit hole. I was bringing out old textbooks and reading everything I could on this topic. And I just got kind of obsessed. So I freakishly know a ton about this. Um, and I'm really excited for this podcast. I shared this information with my clients kind of back in December and developed um, a lot of different varying programs around menstrual cycles, which is really exciting too. So I train myself and a lot of clients around these exact principles around their menstrual cycle. So uh, I'm going to start off by identifying five major hormones that we need to worry about here in terms of your menstrual cycle. And then I'm going to dive into how those hormones fluctuate and how training kind of correlates to that. So first, I'm going to talk about the hormones individually, then I'm going to apply them to the cycle. Okay, so we can kind of outline uh, like the forest, then the trees kind of deal, right? I know that usually helps people. So uh, looking at the forest, these five major hormones are estrogen, progesterone, growth hormone, testosterone, and cortisol. Those are the five hormones I'm going to talk about on this episode, okay? Estrogen is going to be more kind of on the higher side, right bef before ovulation, essentially, the first end of your cycle, okay? Estrogen um, typically causes us to feel pretty, I mean, feel pretty good. I think a lot of people, I think estrogen gets a bad rap because it's known as that like female hormone. It tends to be, I think in people who don't understand cycles and how they work, it tends to be thought of as, you know, oh, my hormones are out of whack and the lady hormone is estrogen and it gets this kind of bad rap. But in actuality, estrogen peaks right after our periods are over. So Estrogen is actually responsible for a lot of really good things, right? When our period's over, we actually feel pretty good. So it's actually the drop in estrogen that happens right before our period that causes those kind of mood swings, right? But anyway, we'll get to that. But estrogen, just know that estrogen is not the bad guy. I think estrogen gets a bad rap. It is not the bad guy, okay? Um, estrogen, when in excess, can cause retention of fat around the thighs and the hips and the booty, okay? A lot of people in the health industry, the health and fitness industry know this as estrogen dominance, right? We see this with women on birth control. 
We see this with women who drink too much alcohol. Alcohol can feed the estrogen response, right? Um, And, you know, alcohol can throw off our menstrual cycles if you're, you know, you've got too much of that going on. So if you're the kind of person that drinks every day or if you're the kind of person that even drinks once a week but tends to have more than three in a sitting, uh, definitely have to watch out for alcohol. So you can kind of imagine that um, kind of shape to a person where it's like a pear shape. A lot of times that's due to estrogen dominance. Okay. So estrogen. Progesterone is our next hormone. Um, so progesterone tends to peak after we ovulate. So right, right before our period, which is another point in time where we feel pretty good, right? We feel really good. Um, when progesterone, progesterone is high, that's typically when we're also feeling, um, you know, a little kind of on the frisky side, and we'll get to that in a second. But remember, our cycle serves a purpose, and it's to basically get us pregnant, right? So progesterone has a lot of those feel-good kind of abilities, right? Uh, Something interesting about estrogen and progesterone here is that they oppose cortisol. So I never thought of it this way, but it makes sense, right? So again, we're going to get to cortisol a little bit later, but just keep that in mind. That's kind of a fun fact here that estrogen and progesterone oppose cortisol. Okay. Now next we have growth hormone. And after that, we're going to talk about testosterone. So I, when I think about growth hormone, like what comes to image in my mind is a bunch of like middle-aged dudes, like washed up bodybuilder type dudes in like a stingy locker room, like shooting it into their veins or something. Like I, like I picture that to be what growth hormone is used for. Right. But that's actually, you know, we as women have growth hormone. That's not something that's unique to men and neither is testosterone. So uh, keep that in mind. But growth hormone does cycle as part of our monthly cycle to enhance muscle building abilities, right? And I think a lot of women get kind of freaked out by that or think that that's weird. Um, but, you know, that toned athletic body you're going after, that happens by building muscle, right? So we can't be afraid of that and we can't let that kind of shy us away from a lot of these terms here. Um, and then the fourth hormone we're going to talk about is testosterone. So testosterone um, really peaks mostly around ovulation. Okay, that's when it's the highest. And again, the, the purpose of that is for us to get pregnant right? Testosterone will increase sex drive. Um, We're going to be in great moods and super happy and really nice. And basically, because if we were being bitchy, no one would want to have sex with us and we couldn't get pregnant, right? Ovulation is when the egg is released. So that, again, totally makes sense. Um, Testosterone will also enhance ligament strengthening and bone building abilities, right? And again, we don't, like we think of this stuff, we think about a fitness podcast and what's going to be on there. You don't think you're going to necessarily be talking about bone density, but yeah, there's an optimal time in your menstrual cycle to build bone density, right? And it's when your testosterone peaks, right? Um, And we're, a lot of us, you know, we're not, we're here because we want to, you know, look good in a bikini or fit into that wedding dress or whatever it is, right? Or recover from the last baby. But we're not thinking about, you know, strength training because, you know, we need to enhance our muscle building ability or our bone building ability. So that way when we're 60, we're not faced with some osteoporosis, right? So again, zoom out from this stuff, y'all. It's a lot bigger than just the beach, right? And then final, the final hormone we're going to kind of talk about before I dive in here is cortisol. So 
Cortisol is not a cyclical hormone in terms of your monthly cycle, but it does have a daily cycle associated with it, okay? So cortisol um, can be driven by anyone under stress. Cortisol is the stress hormone. So um, when we're under stress, and that can be stress from a really hard workout, right? A really hard workout or a high-intensity, you know, cardio session um, will cause increases in cortisol. That's a stressor to your body. We don't think about it that way, um, but that's how your body perceives it. Really low calorie diets and not eating enough will trigger cortisol, right? Um, Again, cortisol is cyclical in terms of the day. So normally it should peak in the morning to kind of get us out of bed. Okay. If you're someone who wakes up tired, right? If that sounds like you, you might have an issue with the way you're cortisol is, you know, cycling through your body. You might have some other stress issues that you have to address um, to get that cortisol to calm down a little bit. Okay. Um, And again, so kind of looking back here at estrogen and progesterone, it makes sense throughout our monthly cycle that they would oppose one another. And here's why. So let's kind of outline your menstrual cycle, right? Now, day one of your menstrual cycle is the day that you are like, shit, I need a tampon and I need it right now, right? It's not the days of like a little bit of spotting beforehand. That's just like, well, that sucks. You had a lot of spotting, right? That's not your actual period. That's just spotting. Um, The day that you are saying, hey, I need a tampon right now is day one, okay? Just so we get that clear. Um, a normal menstrual cycle lasts about five days. So one through five is you're on your period. That's that's called the early follicular phase. Okay. Now during that phase, testosterone, which again is the good a good hormone, we le- we need that right for muscle building abilities, for bone building, for sex drive, um, growth hormone is going to be low. Progesterone and estrogen are all going to be low. Okay. So what does that mean? When, if estrogen and progesterone are low, what's high? Cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. So that makes sense because how do we all feel when we're on our periods? Like crap. We don't want to do anything. And you know, tack on top of that, that every time you move, you feel like you're peeing yourself, right? So no one wants to work out. Everyone's super grumpy. No one wants to have sex, right? Most people don't want to have sex. Um, so that's a time we should really be kind of taking it easy. Um, anyone who, you know, trains with me the week of their period, I don't program things like, you know, box jumps or, things like ladder drills or some kind of really complex compound movement. Um, I like to focus on kind of, you know, more traditional um, full body workouts and kind of like a bodybuilding eight to 15 type rep range. Maybe we focus on things we don't normally do like um, little useless movements like bicep curls and tricep extensions and stuff like that, right? Because you don't have the capacity to do anything more complex. You just don't. So keep it simple. Okay. Um, we also have this because cortisol is higher. Um, our, we actually have a decreased immune functioning. 
like abilities during that time of the month, which is really interesting. Um, and we tend to have some studies show we have an increased rate of perceived exertion. So what does that mean? So that means if today I pick up a 50 pound dumbbell and I do 10 squats with it, well, in two weeks when I'm on my period, that's going to feel a lot heavier right? That's not going to feel good. The same amount of work will appear to be harder. That's what it means to have an increased rate of perceived exertion, okay? So during those first few days of your cycle, um, that early follicular phase, stick to full body movements, 8 to 15 rep range. If you're going to do cardio, make it taking your dogs on a walk or, you know, just jump on the elliptical for 30 minutes, something super simple, focus on de-stressing. Um, if you have to ditch a day of your workouts, that's cool. I'm all right with that on those first few days of your cycle. Um, so then from there in the kind of day six ish, when hormones start to look up, growth hormone is starting to peak. Um, estrogen is on the rise, right? up until about ovulation. So days six to 14, that's that late follicular phase. And then day 14 is ovulation. That that later follicular phase, we have these hormones on up, particularly estrogen. Estrogen is going up. And again, that is a good thing. That puts us in a good mood. Right after our period is over, we're like, dang, I feel good. This is awesome. I, I feel better, man. I can actually get stuff done. I'm not tired all the time. I, you know, I feel really good right now. So with estrogen coming up, again, it can oppose cortisol a little bit. So they're playing that little tug of war. Cortisol's decreased. Um, but estrogen has this really cool kind of ability to, um, you know, when we, and again, it remember, it increases at the same time as growth hormone, right? In that day six-ish area, that's when growth hormone peaks. So um, it causes this effect on our muscles where we have better usage of what's called glycogen. So this is where I get really nerdy and I, and I get really intense. So, um, this is super fascinating. You guys, I'm like a total nerd over this. So, <coughs> excuse me. When growth hormone and estrogen peak at the same time in this like day five through eight of your cycle, that essentially means that our bodies become better at using intramuscular glycogen, which is a really fancy word to say the carbohydrates stored in our muscles. So when you go to the gym or if you get up from your chair right now, or you, you know, decide to go take a walk, or if you lift your coffee cup up to your face, right? Every time you contract a muscle, you're using the intramuscular stores of glycogen or just the carbohydrates in your muscles to perform that action. So because these hormones, estrogen and growth hormone, operate on like a systemic level, so they operate all over the whole body, they have that this effect on those tiny little stabilizing muscles in our spine and in our core and um, you know, our diaphragm muscles we breathe with. So you're better at stabilizing your body during this phase in your cycle, which is so cool and so fascinating. So 
for this phase in your cycle, I like to focus on things like calisthenics and mobilizations. So um, things like pull-ups, right, that are traditionally really hard. If you're going to be better at stabilizing your core, better at activating your lats, better at stabilizing your subscapularis muscles, right, all of those muscles, then you're going to have a better pull-up. So you're going to be really good at those types of movements at this point in the game, right? Um, things like pistol squats. Your pelvic floor is a group of muscles, right? That sling of muscles at the bottom of your pelvis. Extremely active in pelvic stabilization. That's one of the major functions of this muscle, of these group of muscles, right? So during this phase in your cycle, this is a great time to work on something like pistol squats or, or Bulgarian split squats, right? Where someone might be traditionally a little bit unbalanced and uncoordinated. This is going to be their peak for when they're doing really well in the areas of balance and coordination. So this is a phase in your cycle where you should be focusing on calisthenics, right? And then um, right before day 14, again, remember day 14 is ovulation. So this is when we can start to get really intense. So the days leading up to ovulation, so like day 10 through 14, right? Those days is when we can get really intense. So that's when maybe we'll do a really heavy um, you know, squat bench deadlift type of a split. We work in power type rep ranges of three to five. Um, if we're going to do cardio, it's going to be very explosive hit drills, right? Something really intense. We can get a lot of work done in days 10 through 14, depending on the goals of the programming, right? You're obviously not going to do all of these things within days 10 to 14. That's a very short time span. Um, but these are the types of things we can and should be focusing on. Okay. So again, remember the purpose of testosterone during this time on day 14 is to fuel sex drive for our ovulation so that we can get pregnant, right? So we're in great moods typically. Um, we're really happy and typically we our sex drive is through the roof around this time, okay? Then day 15, right? Estrogen is starting to kind of level out a little bit, maybe, you know, decrease. It's kind of, it's right. It's just right in estrogen. Um, but progesterone is on the increase and that's from days about 15 to 24 ish, right? Estrogen is up and, or sorry, progesterone is up. And again, that's a really good, happy hormone. Progesterone helps us feel good right around ovulation is when we're feeling normal, we're feeling awesome, right? And so again, during this phase, when we have progesterone on a high, our muscles become better at using, uh, this is again, a weird, very nitpicky, uh, dorky thing to know, but instead of our muscles being, our muscles are pretty good at using that, that carbohydrate in the cells, but what they get really good at with progesterone being high is better uh, metabolism and retention of water and electrolytes. So things like sodium, chloride, potassium, right? All of those things. So because we're better during that phase um, with metabolizing those things, it actually has, interesting enough, the same like muscular effect on having ability to contract, right? And again, it happens all over the whole body. So this is, again, um, 
you know, a really, a really interesting time where our strength is high because testosterone is still kind of floating around, but, you know, we have this increased ability to contract our muscles. So with that being said, I typically like in the days 15 to 24 ish to focus again, I like full body workouts because they're just, that's how I believe you should train. Um, but I definitely focus more on strength, right? If we're going to have one phase where we're focusing more on body weight and calisthenics, then in this phase, I'm going to definitely focus on strength. We're going to take advantage of the fact that testosterone is still high. We're going to take advantage that you're feeling good and able to use those um, you know, electrolyte and water resources within your muscles. Um, we're going to take advantage of, let me see, I had another thing I wanted to mention here, um, our ability to cope with stress, right? See, so through this whole kind of between the follicular phase and now being in that luteal phase, that after ovulation luteal phase, um, while progesterone is high, we're still dealing with stress pretty good because, um, progesterone and estrogen both oppose stress, right? So we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to work on strength because we certainly don't want to work on strength um, during, you know, when our hormones are about to tank, which is what's going to happen here. So um, things are feeling, weights are feeling light, right? If you pick up a 50 pound dumbbell, it feels good. It doesn't feel heavy in your hand during this time frame. Um, really good time to focus on strength and keep that intensity going, okay? Then around day 24, 25-ish is when progesterone starts to tank again. So um, these are the couple days before your cycle where you become really irritable, you get really um, tired, you just want to nap, you um, kind of don't even want to get out of bed in the morning, right? Again, because you've got cortisol problems. And what's the problem? progesterone can no longer oppose it. So now cortisol is starting to peak. You've got all these cortisol issues. And if on top of that, you're not sleeping well, you've got stress going on at work, you're still working out like crazy, which hopefully um, if you're getting kind of the gist of this podcast, you shouldn't be at this point working out like crazy. But if you still are, that's another stressor on your body. So um, we tend to overcomplicate things at this stage in the game, right? Because there's no hormone to balance out estrogen to balance out cortisol, right? Estrogen and progesterone are too low to balance out cortisol, and um, we're just more stressed out, right? So again, because of that, this is another point in time where we dip on training right before day one, essentially. So days you know, 25, 26 ish of your previous cycle into day one to five of your new cycle, we tend to keep things pretty, pretty tame, right? Um, again, we're not in this phase, just like day one, we're not going to be focusing on big complex, complex movements like overhead barbell squats and, um, you know, uh, box jumps and crazy stuff, right? We're going to be focusing on, hey, let's do some stress management stuff. Maybe you do yoga for a workout. Maybe you get outside and walk your dogs. Um, maybe you go to the gym, but you just do kind of two or three full body workouts for that cycle. And you just do, you know, focus on dumbbells. Don't even touch the barbells, right? Um, that's the kind of stuff we focus on here, similar to how we operate in day one. So 
Um, that is my kind of little overview here. So to recap, um, the day one through day 13 is your follicular phase. That's when day one through five-ish is your period. Don't train too heavy, right? Go back, uh, scroll back, uh, rewind for the, <laughs> rewind, like this is a cassette tape. Rewind for the, the details, but don't train too hard, right? Day six through 13 is your late follicular fave phase. Estrogen is high. We're feeling good. Focus on calisthenics. Um, so body weight type movement and type exercises and days, you know, getting closer to day 14, you can really kick up the intensity of your workouts because day 14 is ovulation and that's when testosterone spikes. So if you're going to be doing any kind of hit work, any kind of, um, and, you know, intense cardio sessions, any powerlifting sessions all happen here. Okay. Day 15 to about day 24 ish is your luteal phase. And that's when progesterone is on the rise. So with progesterone going up, we're focusing more on things like strength and power and, um, some potential, again, heavier conditioning. This area can be a time frame where you really carry over that testosterone presence from ovulation and continue to keep the intensity of your workouts high, okay? Then around day 24, our hormones all plummet again. So sad. We're stressed out. We're grumpy. We can't sleep. We're really stressed out. Cortisol has nothing to oppose it because estrogen and progesterone are gone. So we don't, again, don't train as heavy the couple days leading up to your day one of your period. So um, I hope you guys had fun on this episode. I certainly did. I hope I didn't bore you too much with that sciencey stuff. Um, as always, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. I'm on Instagram at the Dr. Kelsey, K-E-L-S-I show at the Dr. Kelsey show. And you guys are welcome to email me as well. My contact info is always in the show notes. So thank you again so much for listening and I will see you next time.